Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, joined by Garrett Jagusmar and Alex Jefferson. Hello. Hi. We got baseball on the schedule. Opening day is this week. We finally made it. Uh, the league opens up on Thursday. Red Sox open up on Friday at Fenway. And I'm really excited. I can't wait to have baseball back on my TV. This is our first episode in a while. We're actually talking about like legitimate baseball, talking stats. This is the season prediction episode. I'm excited. We're doing Gabe, we're doing Garrett's favorite thing, numbers. Oh yeah, he is our numbers guy. guy. Advanced analytics. Um, I was so excited. I was watching uh, the Mets play the Yankees, and honestly, I get so excited to just root against the Yankees. <laughs> and um, in Mets Stadium, they they had like cardboard cutout fans. I thought it was hilarious. This is one yeah. guy that made me laugh every time they show, showed him. It was great. Yeah, I love it. I've been watching all the, the scrimmages and the exhibition games. Uh, Red Sox have one tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday against the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Let's just jump right into the predictions. So we did some stat predictions for the, the lineup, the starting lineup, and a uh, couple more guys, and then the rotation. Um, and then we have some categories like MVP, best pitcher. We'll get to that. So let's start off um, our leadoff hitter, Andrew Benintendi. What do we have for him? I have Benny hitting between 280 and 290 with either with somewhere between six to eight home runs just because it's a shortened season. And I don't know if his power is going to be back with his floor or not. I'm not sure if I'm a believer in that yet. I know, Jason, yeah. you think he's going to break out, but. Yeah, I have him at a 305 average with 10 homers. I've I've been riding the Ben Attendee train mm-hmm. all off season long. I got to stick with it. I, I just, it's the hair. I think he's going to have a great season. Uh, it's very difficult, by the way, making predictions for a 60-game season because when I make up these numbers and I, like, uh, translate them into what they would be in a 162-game season, it's like 68 homers. I'm like, whoop, that's too much. <laughs> but um, I, I think I kind of got it down. Uh, what do you have for Benny, Garrett? Um, I don't think he's going to go. I have him in, like, the 280, 270-ish range for batting average, um, and I don't think he's going to improve that power either. So give me seven-ish. Um, I just think because he has so much potential in his swing, he has so much potential in his athleticism, but this season and the circumstances we're under with the, with how, you know, leading up to this MLB season, I don't know if this is the year he breaks out. I would say that that's highly unlikely. That's fair. Uh, next up, Raphael Devers. All right. I have Devers hitting 310 or better uh, with – anywhere from 10 to 14 home runs. I mean, he was really hitting for power at the end of last year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he continues that into this year. I mean, did Although, you did you hear the story where he hit a ball off of Pedro Martinez's retired number out there in right field? That's oh, insane. no, I did not. But that's that's David O'Brien was saying that yesterday. Raphael, I, I just love watching him play. I'm excited to watch him play again. And I had him at 290 with 15 homers. I think he leans a little more on the power than the uh, average, but 290 is not bad. But um, I think 15 homers is a lot for this season, but I'm going to go with that because it's Rafael Devers. I I have him a little lower than he was last year. I have him around the 290 range just like Jason. Um, I just think because he's such a young player and he has so much potential, but with growth as a player comes the consistency. So I'm not super confident in him being able to consistently be around that 210 range like he was last year. Um, but you know, he has the power 10, give him, give him 10 home runs, uh, as a, as a floor next year. You know, I'm pretty excited to see this guy play. Yep. Uh, JD Martinez. 
uh, 100% he's going to have a, be- a batting average over 300. Yeah. And I he's going to be probably around the same area as Devers for home runs, about that 11 to 15 range, I'd say. I went all out with JD. I pegged him as our best player this season. 320 average with 19 homers. Oh, wow. I think that's, that's probably going to be like third in the league, I'm guessing. Jesus. Second or third in the league. Yeah, I, I had him. I had him real high too. I had him around three, either three fifteen through three ten batting average, um, and I think his power is going to be there. I had him. I our numbers are weird on the home runs. I had him at thirteen, but you know it's weird with a sixty game season. You're trying to guess, you're trying to translate stuff, and you're trying to think of scenarios. So it's a little difficult, but that's where I had him. So I, I'm a similar similar mindset as you guys. I think Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Uh, Bogey is going to hit over three hundred too. He's also. I would have him in the like overall like American League MVP conversation. I think that's a valid next step after last season. Um, I have him hitting around the same amount of home runs as Devers, so like ten to twelve, maybe thirteen. Um, but I think I think he'll be impressive this year. Just and he, I think he has potential to hit for very high average, especially with how much work he's put in over the off season. So I went back and forth on this one a lot. Uh, I love Xander, and I think he's going to be a star MVP candidate for years to come. I went – I mean, not like these numbers are bad. I went 285 average and 13 homers. I don't think he's going to be the best player on the team like he was last year, um, but I do think he's going to have a good season still. Um, so 285, 13 homers, not bad. I went almost in a different direction. I think he is going to be the best player on this team. I think he's going to be better than J.D., um, even with even with stuff like power, I think the guy has come out of come out of his shell a little bit. He became the leader we know he all can be. He, be, I think he's totally ready to be that star guy. And when I look at Devers, who has all the potential, but I don't know if the consistency is there. I think Bogarts has the ability and with the experience to have that consistency and to be a star player for years to come. And I think, you know, he's given this given he's he's the leader of the Red Sox right now. He's the best player we got. I think so. I think it's a sign to shine. I like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Alex Verdugo. This one was tricky just because, like, he hasn't played all that much. Um, I put his his average at, like, a floor of 280. I'd like to see his contact improve this season from where it's been in the past. But I don't know if he'll, he'll pass more than eight home runs max, to be honest. I'm going with Verdugo shining right out of the gate. 315 average, nine homers. I really like Alex Verdugo. In, throughout the Mookie trade talks, I kept saying that Verdugo is the, the number one guy I want to get. And I think he's going to impress in Boston right away. Yeah, um, you guys didn't help. I didn't know where to map this guy at all. Um, <laughs> they, before the podcast, neither of these guys helped me either. Um, I, you didn't ask sorry. for can I, can I use? Can I use a pass? Can I just sure. phone a friend, phone Jason sure. here? I, I don't know where to put this guy. I didn't watch him play a whole lot, um, and that's a big part of me part because I can look at numbers all you want, and I, you know, I say I'm the advanced statistics guy, but <laughs> I, I like seeing the players play, and I just haven't seen them enough to really feel strongly either way. Yeah, uh, and adding on to um, kind of what fed my prediction is when everything got shut down. Verdugo was like one of two guys who stayed down in Fort Myers and he posted on his Instagram story, him hitting like every single day. So he was determined to put the work in. I think it's going to pay off. So that's part of why my prediction is so high on him. Um, Next up, 
We got the Munchkin, Christian Vasquez. Yes. I really think he should change. If they do Players Weekend this year, I think he should have the Munchkin on the back of his jersey. <laughs> um, but I I have him hitting um, at or below 275 with nine home runs. I think, you know, he had a good season last year. I'm not sure if he'll replicate it to the extent that he did, you know, less sample size, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think last year was probably his ceiling. Like he was a stud last year, great offensively. I don't think he's going to quite reach that. I went with a 260 average and five homers. Um, he's one of the players where I kind of took a few homers off because of the shortened season and to kind of make up for my really high predictions for everybody else. Um, but I think that he's, he's not going to have a bad season, but I think he's going to have a, uh, a more modest season than last year. Yeah, I have him taking a step back. I have him around the, the 260 range. I, nothing too serious. Um, I liked what I saw out of him last year. I think he's got the, you know, the experience. He, he, he played really well last year. He impressed me, but he is a catcher and, you know, consistency is tough for these guys. So I take him a little step back, but I had him with a little bit more power at around like six or seven home runs because he showed some power last year. Yeah. At least that. Wait, oh. real quick. Who's, who's our backup catcher? Kevin Ploiecki. Yeah, we got Ooh. him. Right? Or potentially Jonathan Lucroy. We'll probably have both on the roster. Uh, um, but uh, another thing with Vasquez is with our rotation and how bad it is, he could get pretty tired from chasing some pass balls or some long innings, <laughs> and that could affect his offensive numbers. Honestly, long long innings could totally. Yeah, Barnman Mitch Moreland. Ah, uh, so I was I was looking at Mitch Moreland's stats from last year, and he played like. 80 games and he still had like a really decent amount of home runs. I mean, he wasn't hitting for contact, but I had him as one of our higher home run guys up there with like Bogart's endeavors, maybe a little bit lower, but hitting in that 250, 260 range. So I don't think Mitch Mullen's going to end up getting as much playing time as we all think, because I think Michael Chavis is going to overtake him. I think Jose Peraza will get to him, but I think he's going to secure the second base starting job. Chavis is going to play a little more at first base to take some of bats away from Mitch Moreland. But um, I had Mitch Moreland at a 240 average with six homers. Uh, if I remember correctly, Mitch Moreland was really – he was one of the best – he was the best player in the Red Sox for the beginning of the season. Is, am yeah. I thinking – Yeah, you are he was. And when you have come up with a season that's a, like a sprint rather than a stay healthy kind of marathon like a regular season would be, um, I think it, it bodes well for him. Um, I had his average going up a little bit. I actually have him around the 270 range. Um, I just think I just think he's a great player. I'm excited to, to that he resigned. Um, but his home runs, I'm not sure. He definitely showed showed he can hit for power. Um, put him at like eight, I would say. It's a moderate number, but I I, I don't know. I think he's a, I think he's a stud. Anyway, I just hope he, he doesn't get his is too many too many at bats taken away from him. That's a good point with um, how he was the best player for probably about a 60 game stretch last season. It was a while. He really was. And then he got hurt. And I don't know. He was like hitting walk-offs. He was was great. That's the thing with this season is you just need a hot stretch and then boom, the season's over and you finish with those stats. So Exactly, yeah. Next up, the guy was just talking about Michael Chavis. I think Chavis is going to take a small step back, but kind of just tread water for the most part. I don't know. The consistency wasn't there last year. 
Um, he's going to be splitting time with Moreland and Peraza. I have him hitting like 250, 260, maybe seven home runs. Um, I don't know. I just think that when if, if we're in a tight game and it's like the seventh inning and it's close, they're going to want to have Peraza's glove in there and Moreland's glove in there. And that'll take away from Chavis's at-bats. So going along with what I just said about Mitch Moreland and Chavis taking away some at-bats from him, I went very high on Chavis. I said 260 average, um, but I went with 12 homers, which was my fourth highest prediction. He's got power. That is very clear. It's just a matter of recognizing pitches and swinging at the right ones. And I think having the shortened season could help him with that a little bit. And um, I just I just love Michael Javis, and I think that he's going to be a great player. And he's got power, so why not go crazy in a short season like this? Yeah. Um, so Michael Javis didn't actually play in as much as many games as you would think. You, you know, people kind of think of him as, like, one of the, the perennial Red Sox starters. But he didn't play, like, every game last season at all. Um, but I'm really excited for his power, I think. I had him around 10 home runs, um, which is I think is a lot for the 60-game season anyway. Um, but his batting average, I don't, I don't know if it'll improve much. Give him 260, I think. Um, but I'm excited to see his power. And depending on how it works with his positions and the field and how he ends up, uh, how many plate appearances he gets and what situations those plate appearances are in, um, you know, things can go totally different for this guy. So I'm excited, though. Yeah, I just worry about how much time he'll be splitting with other players, how much he'll be platooning. Yeah, it's tough because he he doesn't really have a set role. Yeah, and he needs those at-bats to develop. Also, also, Alex, Alex, you you said I think he's going to tread water, and that made me kind of laugh because, you know, I just thought that was good because you're a swimmer, and that was a pretty good statement. Thanks, Garrett. I appreciate it. You impressed me with that one, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we got Jose Peraza. I really like Jose Peraza's game. I think he's a really good defender. He can hit for decent contact. He's not a great power hitter, but we have a lineup full of good power hitters. So I think that he can fill a better or a more niche role for the team, kind of the small ball style. And I think he could definitely become like an eight or a nine hitter that becomes like the the second leadoff guy because he hits so consistently for average. I hit him around 285 plus uh, with like four home runs. Um, so before I get into my prediction, I just want to say that you said that he could be a second leadoff hitter. Um, Ron Renicki was actually saying that against left-handed pitching, he's a candidate to lead off instead of Andrew Benatendi. So he could potentially be a first leadoff hitter there. And that's a good segue into my prediction. This is probably my boldest prediction, but I believe fully in this. 355 average. Oh, my God. With three homers. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about how great Jose Peraza is and how he's impressing everyone and how much uh, potential he has and all this great stuff about Jose Peraza. And I believe it. I, I think that that move was really downplayed because he was kind of replacing Brock Holt, as we've said. But he is a good player, and he can hit for contact like with some of the best players in the league if you look at the advanced statistics. So I'm going with the 355 average, and I think that he is going to be a big surprise on this Red Sox team and a big part of uh, their season. And he can hit to all fields, too. That's one of the best parts about him as a player. Right. The, shift, the shift, as prevalent as it is, doesn't really have an effect on him. I don't know if I could add much more to that. I, I don't know. I, I, 
I don't know much. I don't know the player all that well. So, you know, I, I know what, I know what people expect of him, but I'm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, second to last one, we got Kevin Pillar. All right. So I think that Jackie is going to be either so good or so bad that Pilar either doesn't play or plays like the whole season at some point. Because Exactly right. <laughs> um, I think if when Pilar isn't in the lineup, they'll put JD in, in the outfield and they'll like move Benny into center field or something and just – let Pilar like come off the bench. I have him hitting around 270, maybe 265, like three home runs. I don't think he'll be an everyday guy, but he has the potential to be just because that third outfield spot is like very finicky with the Red Sox lineup and how we face off against other pitchers. So you're just talking about how Jackie Bradley Jr. is either going to have a a great season um, or a really bad season. Like there's no in between. I went with yeah, the really I, bad season, so I have Kevin Pillar like pretty much becoming the starter after a week or two, or probably more, a little more than that. But I went with a two sixty five average and seven homers because I think he's just going to get the playing time. Um, yeah. I think he has sneaky power. He hit like twenty something homers last season, and he's a pretty decent offensive player with a phenomenal glove, which is why I think he should be the starter in center field. But um, I, yeah, I think I think he's going to do well. Yeah. I am. Um, he's been a good player for for a long time, and he's a he's a really a, a true professional. Um, he can fill in any role that you really need him to. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go with JBJ. I I hate this prediction because it it so much depends on another player. So it's tough to to map this guy by himself. But I had him around the. I actually had him up a little bit. I had him around the two seventy range. I was up from a couple of you guys. Um, and then his power, I. I don't know. I had him with like like four or five home runs, um, but he's been a good player for a long time. His and he's not a downgrade by that much glove wise, you know. From JBJ, I wouldn't and say at that's, all. That's yeah, that's JBJ's crowning trait. So what? what His arm is a little bit not worse. Play the guy. Yeah, but what excuse do you have to like to say? Oh well, I JBJ's in there because we need it, need his arm. You know. Yeah, you exactly. don't have that as much. So I think he can definitely get the playing time. Um, yeah, that's that's my prediction. Yeah. All right, so now I get to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Jackie Bradley Jr. So JBJ. I'm going to skip ahead really quickly to one of my uh, categories. So actually, technically two. So I put JBJ as most disappointing slash breakout just despite us. <laughs> um, I'm not sure either will happen. He'll probably just be the same bad player he's always been, but I have him hitting like 200 with maybe three home runs. And that's assuming he plays like the majority of the games he's supposed to play. Like I was Um, just saying with Jackie Bradley Jr. He always gets like that one hot month every season. So if that month isn't either of these, he's probably going to hit in like the the very, very low 200s or high 100s. Yeah. Like 180. Um, He could. Yeah. Or, like you just hinted at, he could have that hot month and end up with like a three-something average and like eight homers. Um, but I went with the, the lower – I said he's going to do pretty bad. I went with a 215 average and three homers because I think he's going to do poorly and then not get playing time. So, Yeah, um, my prediction is just 
it was difficult for me because it's playing on Pilar's success too. Um, but I had him a little higher than you guys. I, I had him around the 240, 230 range. I know that's big, but um, I, I just – I don't know how to map the guy because I don't know what – I, I don't He's know unmappable. what people think of him. I don't know what people think of him. Like coming off of a season, I don't know what his teammates – I don't know what the coaching staff thinks of the guy. You know, do they do they see a ton of potential in this guy, or do they realize that, you know, maybe maybe he's not not all that great. Maybe he's a two, you know, a one eighty guy with you know that kind of floor. Um, but yeah, I, you know, give him give him four home runs just because I'm not positive when he could play, but he's shown some power once in a while. One thing I'd like to add that um, I also predicted. This is somewhat bold. I don't know. I, I'm predicting that the Red Sox end up trading Jackie Bradley Jr. before the deadline in August. It's not going to happen. Nobody wants him. <laughs> I'm amazed it's, they didn't already. It's, it's just a salary dump trade or something. I'm well, I can surprised. see it if a team has a relatively um, shallow depth in their outfield and like not the best fielders out there and they just need someone that can field, someone that they can put in when they need uh, solid defense. I could see that potentially happening, but it is the last year of his contract. So that's when trades typically happen like that. But he does have a very high contract or salary. And um, if, if, I, <laughs> if my prediction is correct that he hits 215, I don't know who's going to really want him. Um, but I'm predicting that because why not? He needs to go like three for three in the first game so we can trade him immediately after that. Yes. <laughs> um, also would like to add that I love JBJ as a guy. I just don't think that he should be starting all the time. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot he's of Red a, Sox fans who get mad at people for not liking JBJ. He's he's a nice guy, and he like he definitely has like like good. He gives good vibes, and like he's he's he seems like a fun player, but he can't hit. Yeah, and if his contract wasn't like ten million, I'd be fine with it. If it was like a, a one million or two million, sure. Yeah, if but, he was and, just like a defensive guy for like the minimum. Sign me up, but in baseball works. In baseball, if you can hit, they'll put you in the field. The sport doesn't really work the other way around, you know. It's just it's not wait not the way it goes. You're missing out on half the game, and half the game you need to actually win the game to score runs. So, as much as his you know wall scaling catches are impressive, I think Pilar can do pretty much the same thing. Yeah, and for cheaper and with more yeah. offense. So, all right. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. Here comes the starting rotation. This is my favorite part. I've been looking oh. forward to this all day. This was a this was a mess. I <laughs> I don't go ahead, Alex. Eduardo Rodriguez, take it away. Okay, this this is the only bright spot. So we're gonna start it off good and just work our way down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Erod is gonna be good, just like he was last year. I think he'll have a sub four ERA, be the best pitcher on the team. Um. Five and three ish. I don't know if like we didn't seem to support him that well run support wise last year. I don't know if that trend continues this year or not, but I don't know. I think he'll definitely be the most effective starter. He'll definitely be able to go the most innings and be able to mix up his pitches the best and you know keep keep other teams on their toes. Yeah, I think he is like definitely the ace of the team. I think he's a great pitcher. He's gonna be great for a while. I went with five and two. Um with a 3.70 ERA, which isn't spectacular, but it's still solid. It's still what you would expect from Erod. Yeah, um, the shortened year, and he had COVID, and he he got kind of he's gonna get kind of like a, a late start. He's missing his first start, so I think that's pretty reasonable. 
I um I'm gonna can I save my prediction for him for the uh the sec the end of this prediction? Okay, episode? sure. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Okay, um, Nathan Avaldi, our opening day starter, by the way, Nathan Avaldi. Um, Nathan Avaldi makes me really nervous. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how his art like his whole thing was that he threw the ball hard, but his arm is like falling apart. And if he doesn't have that, like he does have some movement on some of his pitches, but I want, I worry how effectively he'll be able to do that with his like recent arm, like injuries and stuff like that. I have him in the four, two to four, four range for ERA, which I think is actually pretty good for him in terms of his career stats. Um, And I have him going three and three. I went seven and one record with a three forty average or yeah. I think that he's getting the, the start on opening day. He is fully healthy, finally. He had that – this is like the first time he's fully healthy since that amazing outing in the World Series pretty much. I think he's a great pitcher, and he's very um, – I want to say underrated, but he gets paid $17 million a year. But <laughs> he's kind of slept on. I think he's a, he's a good pitcher. He's got velocity. And watching him pitch in spring training when that happened – and now in the in the summer camp scrimmages, he just looks good. His stuff is working. He's got control, and I think he's probably going to be the best pitcher in this rotation. Um, I I mean, obviously Erod is the the easy pick, but like I said, he kind of has a, a late start, and w- with the weird season and everything going on, I think Nathan Navaldi is going to be able to be a little more consistent and a little more solid. So I'm going with him as being the best. Starter in the rotation with a, a seven and one record. I hope you're right. I really do. Me too. We kind of need me to be right. <laughs> yeah, um, I really tried hard not to wishful thinking myself into making this guy really good. Um, I'm not as bullish on him as you are, Jason. But I have him around a four ERA. Um, I hate predicting wins and losses. It's very difficult to do. Um, but I, I don't know. I had him around. I had I had him over 500 in his wins and losses. We'll just say that. Um, I think his, he needs to step up. Everyone's telling him he needs to step up. He was told he's the guy. He's the opening day starter right now. Um, and I'm way more excited for him than I am for Erod. So uh, that's what I think. I think he's he's primed for a good good season. I think his stuff is working. I just hope he's he's healthy enough to throw fastball like he used to. Yeah, the health is going to be the biggest thing with him. And uh, you reminded me when you said you don't like wins and losses. I probably should have said this at the beginning, but I apologize to all like the stats nerds who are like, why aren't you using war and WOBA? Um, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We yeah. like enjoying the sport. Sorry, bro. <laughs> all right, Ryan Weber. And that's coming from our advanced that's, analytics guy. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Ryan Weber. Oh, web man. He's, he's going to be bad. Really? I think so. I mean, he's never been good. I don't know why. I don't see why this is the year that he he will start being good. This dude is the biggest enigma to me. I like when he first started pitching for us. He had like one really good start, one really average start, and then one re- one really bad start. So I don't know what to do with that. Like, who is he? I really don't know. So I went with like just straight like average. I went with a, a, a three and three record, five hundred average there, and then a, a four eighty ERA because I just I just don't know. I feel like it really scares me that his fastball tops out at eighty nine miles per hour in two thousand twenty major leagues. 
but uh, he he isn't a fastball pitcher, so I guess that kind of makes up for it. He has a curveball. <laughs> he looks like he just like graduated fifth grade. I don't know. I I didn't know. Him where endeavors to are in guy. the same class. Yeah, I I didn't know where to chart this guy. I put him around like five ERA. I I don't know, man. He's difficult. I. I'm excited for him. He is. He, I've seen a little bit of potential, um, but what, what do I know? I'm not in the building, so can't. Yeah, really I find him. it interesting how they kind of just like accepted him into the rotation so easily. Like he was never really like a candidate. He was just like in the rotation. So yeah, but I, I guess the Red Sox. Are... It was just like the next man yeah. up mentality until you run into the scrubs. It's like yeah, it's pro- it's fair. honestly probably just because he could throw for more innings than the rest of the guys in the or the rest of the potential guys. It's like it's like sophomore year. My coach saying at halftime, "Next man up." When our quarterback got hurt, and I was the backup quarterback, and I've never played quarterback in my entire life. But he did this whole thing about next man up mentality, just because I was the next guy in the depth chart. It's not because I deserved it. It's just because I was there, and that's exactly how I feel about this guy. Just because he's there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Martin Perez. Again, I I don't know, <laughs> dude. Like. <laughs> He could, he's probably just going to be another bum, but like, I don't know. I think four or five plus ERA, maybe a 500 record, maybe. Okay. Martin Perez. So I, I was joking. I've been joking that he's probably just going to get like a 280 ERA, but I'm going to roll with that. <laughs> I'm going with a 290 ERA and a five and three record. Because I – why not? 60-game season, he comes in. He, he seems like he's been pitching well. He says he feels good. Why not have the lowest ERA on the whole Red Sox pitching staff? Uh, sorry, I had him, I had him <laughs> around the – I don't think he's ever going to have an ERA better than four. Um, but I'd love to see it because we needed to see it. So – if it's going to happen any season, it's going to be this one. It's going to be the 60-game season if it happens. Right, exactly. You know, I've, I've said that before. If something funky can happen this season. so If he does get, if he does pitch a 290 ERA this season, he's probably going to come back next season with a 5 ERA because that's this year, is, this year is just so weird. It could happen. That's what I've been saying. So Yeah. I'm, Anything is possible this year. It's going to look great if I'm right, so that's why I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Brian Johnson. I think Brian Johnson will end up like shifting back into the bullpen at some point. That's just kind of like how I feel about it. Like I think Godley will end up rounding out the rotation, not Johnson. Um, cause I don't see him as like a long, long game starter. And I don't think the Red Sox necessarily want to have a bullpen game. Especially yeah. with as little breaks between games as they get. Um, and with what the bullpen is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I have him pitching like a 4-2 ERA. You know, not bad, but nothing spectacular. Interesting. It's, just, it's interesting because you picked, picked him to have a ERA under 5. I have him with an ERA over 5, but sticking in the rotation. 2-4 um, and yeah, four be- record with a 5-10 ERA is what I'm going with. To be fair, you also had Martin Perez at a two nine. Yeah, I don't know if any of these predictions are legitimate, but 
but don't worry when you when you nail one it's going to be very exciting. right that's that's what you do <laughs> just blindly throw the darts until one hits the board i had him at like a four eight era um i'm not super confident in him but we need people to pitch and if he is getting getting starter reps like a starting pitcher, like one of the big guys on this team, maybe he'll be better than he has in the past when he wasn't, you know, as important, as significant. Hey, he threw a complete game three years ago. He did. Wow. <laughs> thing he's done. I love BJ, though. I, I hope he does well. Zach Godley, the new guy. By the way, Red Sox signed Zach Godley. Yeah. In case you didn't know Breaking that. News. <laughs> okay. So... I like Zach Godley. Um, that's probably not something that's like commonly said, or I don't know how you guys feel about him, but I think he has potential to be good. Um, the biggest thing that concerns me with him is, well, one, consistency, and two, he hits a lot of batters and he throws a lot of wild pitches. Um, in From 2017 through 2018, he threw 30 wild pitches. That's a lot and in 160 in 262 game seasons. But I think he'll be good. He's like I don't know, it seems like he like fluctuates between like either having a really good like low 3 ERA or like a stupid high ERA. He didn't yeah. pitch um he pitched 6 games in Toronto last year. It seems like he pitched pretty well. Um you know, maybe he's better in the AL than he is in the NL. It's a tough transition from Arizona, but I think he'll be good. I think he'll be an, like a surprisingly good starter for us. I really don't know. I haven't seen really anything from him since his good year when he was with the Diamondbacks. He's been DFA'd. He's been passed around different teams. I mean, he was DFA'd from the Tigers, and that's how we got him, which is a little concerning. If you're not good enough to pitch for the Tigers. Yeah, his spring training um, outing wasn't very good. He reminds me a little bit of Andrew Kashner because, like, he's bad but could be good. Like, he's a good bad. So I went with a, a one and two record with the six thirty ERA. I mean, that's fair because he he had a nice fat ten thirty ERA in spring training in his five games at four point one innings pitched. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy that well. Um, but judging by how his career has gone so far in the past few years, I would rather lean to where Jason's at um, with the ERA. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just there's, there's a reason. Be there's a reason we picked him up. There's a reason we picked him up, right? I don't know what because well, we have no one else. <laughs> okay, that might be the reason. Hopefully, it's something yeah. else. He does um, strike out a lot of batters. He has a really good curveball. Apparently, it has, like, the highest spin rate in the majors or something, or, like, one of the highest, which is... He has a good stri strikeout-to-walk ratio, too. It's, like, in the mid to upper twos. Yeah. It's, like, it's fine. All I know is Bryce Harper launched an absolute moonshot off of him in, with the Diamondbacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what uh, Godzilla does there. Um, by the way, since we're just randomly breaking news throughout this episode... Um, Colin McHugh opted out of the season, so that's a, a pitcher that we lose. A pitcher I was really excited to see because he's got some good stuff. He can be really good when he's healthy, but he just wasn't healthy. His arm wasn't recovering from his, his injury that, like he hoped it will, so um, he's going to opt out. Instead of sticking on the IL 
for the whole season. He's going to be with his family, which makes a lot of sense. So I respect the move. How does the opt out? How does the opt out work? Wasn't the opt out for the season designed for the coronavirus rather than like an injury, or how does that work? I think it's just a general kind of opt out. It's meant for the coronavirus, but it really can be used. I mean, his kind of is relevant because he doesn't want to be isolated from his family on the IL. He'd rather be at home with his family. So I guess that's okay, how that works. I, I see that. Yeah, it is. I don't right. really think there's any restrictions on it. I think you just opt out. I don't know. Okay. All right, let's move into the the categories. So the the um, categories, the seven categories that we had, MVP with best overall player, um, best pitcher. Then we have biggest uh, surprise in a good way, and then biggest disappointment. Then uh, breakout player, most home runs, and highest average. So let's kick it off with MVP, best player. I keep going back and forth on this one. Obviously, it's between the three big guys, Devers, Bogarts, and JD. I think JD will be our best offensive player, but I think Bogarts will be the MVP just because he brings every aspect of the game to the table. Defensively, offensively, I think he's just the most complete player in the lineup right now. So I'm going to go with Bogarts as my MVP. It, it was tough for me to name Bogarts or Devers as the MVP just because they both were the MVPs last year. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't mean anything. But I went with JD, as as you can tell from my predictions, with his, uh, his average over 300 and his 19 homers. I think he's going to be the best player. I think what, in a season this short, JD is the kind of guy who would have a good season because he's so prepared. He's so naturally good at hitting. I think that his talent is just going to shine through the, the weird season. And I think he's just going to have a great year. I, I, I've made it clear this episode and past episodes. I think it's Bogarts' time to shine. I just think he's he's the leader. He's the guy. Um, everyone's pointing at him to be the guy, just like everyone is pointing at Avaldi uh, to be the guy for the pitching rotation. Um, but I think it's his time, and I think he's going to step up. So, yeah. Honestly, if I had to go with the safest prediction, I'd go with Bogarts. But because I'm being somewhat bold, I'm going with JD. Even though that's not that bold. I mean, like Alex said, he's one of the big three. But um, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit if it's if it's Bogarts or Devers. I mean, th- those three, like Alex said, are really like the, the the top of the team. They're they're on a different level. Yeah. Best pitcher. You know, I, for a long time, I just considered answering no one. <laughs> um, N slash A. I guess I guess I'd say Valdi or Erod, but like. Evaldi's coming off an injury. Erod's coming off Corona. Like, it's it's kind of a a crapshoot either way. I went to Valdi. Goes along with my predictions and everything. I just I said I, I just think he's going to be the uh, the shine the shining shining star shining star in the rotation. Good I, I I also went with Evaldi because he you know you try to balance potential and risk and I think he. You know, because we don't have anyone who's an obvious shining star in this rotation, I believe um, you balance risk with potential. He's my guy. So, uh, biggest surprise. So, I answered this from a perspective of someone who's like not super, super invested in the Red Sox, even though I am. Um, I think Peraza is going to surprise a lot of people with just how good he can be. 
I don't, I think a lot of people don't even know he's on the roster. A lot of people don't see him as like, and the people that do don't see him as like someone who's going to make a, an impact right away. He's young. He can hit for contact. He can play great defense. I think he's going to be very surprisingly good this year. I think he's going to put a nice role into this team. I, that's exactly what I had as Jose Peraza. I also kind of threw Martin Perez in there just to, to fit with my prediction. But Jose Peraza, I think, is going to surprise a lot of Red Sox fans. And I think you're completely right that a lot of Red Sox fans don't even know he exists. So that, that's one way he'd be surprising. Um, I was kind of thinking about this one, and I also kind of took it in a similar way to Alex. I think biggest surprise is probably going to be Pilar. Because, and hear me out, just because I think so many people think of him as almost like a, you know, we just signed an outfielder, you know, whatever. But I think this guy's a, he's a true professional. He has, he's a great player. um, And not many people know that he's going to be a really big contributive factor on this team. I think he's going to have some great moments over the season. Maybe, maybe a walk-off, you know, maybe a a clutch catch. Um, I just think even though he's splitting time, he is going to fit the role of the biggest surprise because not many people are, are looking up to him to be the guy in a lot of situations. But I think he definitely can be. So he's no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I like that. Most disappointing. I'm going to start. This one's easy. Okay. It's easily Erod. I'm not excited at all for this guy. I think, I think when you get Corona coming into the – you're going to be the opening day starter and you have to deal with this. And listen, I know – for us regular people, it's like, you know, it happens. But you got to take care of yourself as a professional ball player that a team, you're getting paid millions of dollars. The regular people are not. And he disappointed me, like, to the craziest degree when he when he had to deal with this. I, I just think it's, you know, he could have been more – you're looking at me, but he could have been more responsible. I think he was all, – all eyes were on him, and he immediately, before the season even started – disappointed with the entire Red Sox nation watching you're you're disappointed because he got the virus I'm disappointed because he wasn't able to live up to the expectation of being the over the number one starter for also yes yeah I'm disappointed in him for getting the virus are you kidding me you paid millions of dollars you can't stay away we have so much he, te- he said he stayed home and didn't leave his house for anything but grocery shopping though how the heck do you get the virus like at the exact wrong time the entire in the virus has been going on for months. He was How in did Florida. It now? I, I'm just I'm just disappointed. Also, I don't think he's I, I I'm not excited about his injury history. I'm not excited about his consistency over his career. I'm not excited for him. I haven't been a big fan of him really ever. I think he dots around the plate and will throw a strike. I wow. I just I don't like him that much. And maybe that's me. You know, and, and it probably just to save my butt a little bit, it's probably because I don't like him as a player, so I'm kind of projecting this like whole you could have prevented the coronavirus thing on him. I understand that. That's probably valid. But from a pure baseball sense, I'm not very excited for him either. I don't think he's as amazing as a pitcher as he needs to be to be the number one guy. Like they wanted him to be when they handed him the ball for the opening day. And then he, of course, couldn't deliver on that either. Alex said right before we started recording that he was looking forward to Garrett's hot takes. And there is a very, very hot hot take. Hot take. (laughs) Um, my <laughs> prediction for most disappointing, uh, I just wrote bullpen. Mm. Well, I mean, it, they're not going to disappoint because I'm just already expecting them to do bad, but I'm, yeah. somehow they'll find a way to disappoint me. They'll blow some games and I'll just, you know, it'll just disappoint me. Yeah. I just don't like talking about the bullpen. I didn't want to even consider them, but I did pick someone from the bullpen. 
I went with Brandon Workman as the most disappointing, which mm. scares me to say, but his velocity has been down. He's been struggling. I know you shouldn't really care about what happens in spring training, but I feel like with summer camp is a little bit different because it's right before the season starts and it's a different scenario, but he's been struggling a lot in summer camp, giving up a ton of runs and struggling to get outs. And I don't, I never really thought he was built to be a closer. He's more of a setup guy. And now that he's back in this closing role with really nobody new in the bullpen, I'm, I'm just scared. I, I think he's going to, and plus he has very high expectations as the closer and coming off a great season last year. I think he, he's just bound to be somewhat disappointing. Next up, we got breakout. So I touched on my, one of my breakout candidates earlier, JBJ, just to spite us and make us look bad right. um, for wanting to trade him. But other than that, I would say probably Chavis. Um, like I said, I think he'll tread a little bit, but I still think he'll have a pretty good season. I mean, he wasn't healthy all of last year. He didn't get to play every game. I think, you know, they'll fit him into the lineup on days where Peraza's playing and take Moreland out or something like that. They'll find a way to get him in the lineup. Maybe they'll flex JD out to outfield. They'll take one of the other outfielders out. They'll have him DH or something. I think, you know, he's got so much potential, and he's he's he had such a good hot start last year. I don't see how he can't continue that this year because all he's done over the past year is get better. Yeah, I could have gone with a lot of different guys for this um, based on what my predictions were. I could have gone with Chavis, Peraza, Pilar, Verduga, whatever. But I went with Andrew Benatendi because it fits my brand. <laughs> yeah, it does fit your brand. Yeah. <laughs> I um during my predictions when we went player from player, I don't know if I I don't think I had really someone actually I know I didn't really have someone that was gonna fully break out. Um but I did touch on, you know, Chavis didn't play a whole lot like you would expect. Like some people think, you know, like he was the guy all season. He really wasn't he was injured. Um, you know, he's he's young. Uh if anyone's gonna break out, I think his he has the potential to really hit for power. So I think that's that's my one area of a player that's going to break out this season. Yeah, I like that. Um, the next two aren't really anything new. They're just kind of summing up um, what we had in our stat predictions before, but most homers and highest average. So let's go with most homers first. JD, easy. Yep. Best, best power hitter on the team, best hitter, like through and through on the team. He knows the launch angle stuff. He can hit anybody he wants. He's hit a bunch in summer camp too. That's who I had too, JD. Yeah, I think I think it can go between JD or or Bogarts. I'm just really excited about Bogarts. I, if you guys want me to pick one, I don't know. Um, I don't know between those. Two, yeah, yeah, between those two. And then highest average. This one, obviously, I think it's one of the big three: Devers, Martinez, Bogarts. But I, I'm leaning towards Bogarts. I think he's just. I don't think he'll hit as many home runs as JD. But I also think, you know, he can put the ball anywhere on the field. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Bogarts for highest average. <laughs> can, I, can I read out what Joey just said to yeah. us? So we're um, about, let's see. We're like an hour about in. An hour, uh, an, about an hour into our recording. Jason had texted our, 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 t- our uh, podcast group chat 57 minutes ago and said, uh, are you joining us? And he goes, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Keep just in mind, now. this is also, this is also – um, when yesterday or two days ago, he's like, I'm modifying. Um, yeah, Joey was really into the, the categories. He wanted me to send the, the categories and whatever so he could copy and paste it. And he was like, I'm going to modify this to that. And he just doesn't show up. Classic Joey. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> folding right. pizza boxes. Yeah. Um, highest average. Boxes. 
in case you missed it, I predict Jose Peraza hit 355, so that's obviously <laughs> my choice there. Yeah, I, I, I think Bogarts is going to lead the lead the team offensively, and he's going to be the MVP. So, yep. Yeah. Um, any other predictions, just in general? I had that um, there are going to be a lot of high-scoring games. I think just in general across the league, there's going to be a lot of offense. In the shortened season, pitchers don't have as much time to prepare, and – Knowing the MLB, they're probably going to juice the ball some more to make it more fun or something. So, well, they they have a guy guy on second in extra innings. Yeah, yeah, that is, <laughs> yeah, and universal DH, which could also technically result in higher scoring games across leagues. I um, I have to save my butt real quick. I want to modify something. So when we went over the most disappointing, I yeah. completely believe in what I said. <laughs> However, the question was, I want to make clear that the question was most disappointing and Erod getting the coronavirus at like right before he was supposed to be the starter is very disappointing. And I think it fits that category perfectly. And I'm, I'm disappointed. So I, not because I hate the guy, not because I say you 100% could have just said that you don't, like you said you don't like him as a player. No, I don't hate the guy. <laughs> hate the guy and don't like him as a player are completely different statements. So serious, bro. All right. Anyway, I'm just I'm disappointed in how it went out, and I'm I'm you know I'm disappointed with with a lot of things, and um, I just think when you're handed the reins, you better you better take them instead of him having to you know sit in the back of the bus now. Um, it, it definitely disappointed me. Um, um, please don't hate me. So to recap our predictions, Garrett hates Erod. Um, I don't hate. I don't hate the guy. <laughs> I don't hate anyone. I don't hate very many people. Oh uh, no! You like definitely a, hate some people. I hate like a couple murderers. <laughs> I hate like. There's definitely some sports people you you hate. Like okay, that's true. That's true. But uh, hate's a strong word. If I saw them on the street, Luke would Boyd? I like? Would I like glare at them? Probably not. Would I? Luke would Boyd? I, Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple. That I don't. I don't hate many people, man. I just don't think um, he's. I don't think he's a very good pitcher. No, he is a very I, good pitcher. I don't think he lives up to the expectations. He had 19 okay. wins last season. Wins mean absolutely nothing, and you know that, you stinky butt. Okay, he was still um, an ace, though. Whatever, fine. Um, he had his chance this season, and literally before he even stepped on the mound, he it has nothing. It's not his fault. If we don't go seven and three against the Orioles, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I really hope we don't lose opening day against the Orioles. That is not a good look. Also, wins are, wins are inflated this season anyway because you're playing teams that you wouldn't normally be playing. So we get to play the the Orioles and the Marlins. We get to play the team. Well, you look across the league, they get to play totally different teams that aren't like a usual schedule. So it's tough to compare pitchers and compare any players this season. But we also have to play the Yankees, the Rays, the um, Yankees are overrated. Have... The we Yankees get to play true. the bummy Mets all the time, man. We get to, we get to play the Mets, who have you know two of the best starting pitchers in the league. Um, oh. we get to play the Nationals, who also have really good starting pitching, and um, oh, the Braves, right? And the Braves are going to kill us because the Braves are very good at baseball. Real quick, where do we think the Red Sox are going to finish in the division? I'm second. going second place across the board. Yeah. Second, second wild card. Yeah, I like that. I agree with that. Um, I asked my followers for predictions. I sent those to Garrett. 
Want to read those? Yeah. Instead of questions, we're doing fan predictions, and we can just give a quick reaction to our thoughts on whatever they predict. Here's a good one. Which players are you most looking forward to seeing on the field again soon? Bogarts. I mean, all of them. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. But Raphael Devers, I love watching him play so much. Devers would be my answer, too. Um, speaking of Devers, Devers hits a home run on the opening day. Bold prediction from okay. Justice Sasad, 24. Sure. Right. I mean, we're playing awesome. the Orioles, so I wouldn't be surprised. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, another prediction, the Rangers will make the playoffs. New stadium. I like that. Uh, <laughs> if if Mike Trout doesn't play, they do have an in on the AL West. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But it looks like Mike Trout's going to play. Um, oh, yeah, then they have no chance. The Rangers don't excite me, but, I mean, they got Corey Kluber now, and they got Joey Gallo, who hits homers. Joey, Joey Gallo is the only player I know and care about on the Rangers because he just hit, he hits bombs. If they still had Mike Napoli, I would say yes, absolutely, but they don't. They don't have the beard magic. Um, we got our best pitcher is statistically Brian Johnson. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, I mean, why I'm not? not going uh, to shut you down, but like. If I'm predicting Martin Perez to have an ERA under three, I can't say anything to that one. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> All right. Um, Marco Hernandez hits over 350 and wins the batting title. I don't think he's Marco even on the Hernandez team. Is, I don't know if he's even going to – if he is, I don't think he's going to play. We have way too many infielders. He's not he's on not. the 40-man he's roster. Not. He's not. <laughs> so that's a very wrong. bold prediction. What is he doing right now? He's, I know he's, he's not. Is he even in the 60-player pool? I feel like he is. He's definitely not on the 40-man. Yeah. Keep going. I'll let you know on that. Okay. Um, uh, lab, but I can't even pronounce that. It says good. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Um, I, I really like me and, me and s'more 20. I've been having some great conversations. I really like this guy. Anyway, workman struggles. Brazier becomes closer. Closer. Oops. My bad. That was stupid. Hey, I agree. <laughs> That's what I had at workman. Stru- I don't know about Brazier. I don't really know who takes over closer. But I, Workman is going to as long as it's you. not Matt. As long as it's not Matt Barnes. Yeah, that that would be scary. We don't. I don't need that stress. <laughs> the anxiety. Um, Smore twenty also says Ryan Weber has seven wins. That's like every game. Uh, sixty game season. Say we have a six man rotation. They get ten starts. Ten. ten to eleven starts. Seven wins. I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, update Marco Hernandez he's not on the 40 man but he is in the player pool so there's a somewhat decent ch- well there's there's, there's, a, there's chance. a chance there's a little chance that he could possibly get an at bat leading the league in the, in the as the batting title I don't think that's going to happen but okay no it's not I like the effort um, we got Erod leads the league with seven wins, and Michael Chavis leads with total bases and strikeouts. Michael Fart Chavis noises. is not going to lead the league stinky. in total bases. Erod stinky. I don't understand this Erod hate. I like that prediction. I I would I wouldn't hate him if he threw the ball down the plate consistently and didn't dodge, like nibble around like a piranha. That's how you a, pitch well. That's how you pitch in the major leagues. You paint the corners. Yeah, he paints the corners, but he misses every time, and he makes you very irritated. But it works. It, okay. 
Yeah, does Whatever. it? Does it? Does it? Whatever. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. The Astros finished third in the AL West, behind the Angels and A's, missing the playoffs. I would love. I don't that. know if any uh, Astros players are going to survive this season. To be honest with you, they got they got talents. It's just very difficult from a team perspective to deal with what they. Did. I really just, hope that whoever it's doing, like the 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 fake stadium noise, that they boo whenever the Astros are in town. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, Astros, we don't get to play the Astros. Or just play, or just play trash can like banging noises. Yeah, they can't hide that now. <laughs> Um, Bogarts wins triple crown due to extremely high scoring Red Sox. Yes, I love that prediction. The triple crown is definitely going to be won by someone this year. All right. (laughs) Red Sox go 35 and 25, and Benny hits 20 plus home runs. 20 plus, geez. No. That is bold. That is incredibly bold. What's the record? Well, it would be be times. No, like I'm looking for. in a thirty game, in a sixty game stretch. <laughs> to be fair, he could have been. He could have been thinking about like a. Like so Benintendi hit fifty four yeah. home runs. Okay. Barry Bonds hit thirty two homers in the Giants' first sixty games in his two thousand one season. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr., Mark McGuire, Albert Pujols all exceeded twenty two in sixty games. All right, we'll find find one that isn't juicy. Raul Abanez hit 22 homers in 2009 in 60 games. Dude, Ra- Raul is the GOAT. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's it for predictions and questions. Guys? Nice. Daniel Bard is back. He last played in 2013 for the Red Sox, and he made the Colorado Rockies roster. Daniel Bard is back. I love that. I love that comeback story. Awesome. Yeah. S'more sent me that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only other thing is opening day is Thursday with the Red Sox playing on Friday. What do we think the Red Sox are going to do in their first game? Win, hopefully. Uh, win. Yeah. Did you guys hear that they were opening up like the street around Fenway, which is an interesting Yeah, that choice. makes no sense. <laughs> like, how yeah. is it any better to have the fans all crowded outside than inside liability? I don't know. Yeah, I have um, no idea. I'm just excited to watch them on my TV. You got the three-man booth with the Emmy, I mean, with Eck and Remy and Dave O'Brien. Did you can say Emmy. That works. There you go. Emmy, yeah. Remy and Eck. <laughs> Ecky. Ecky. Got Ecky in the booth. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm so excited for baseball to be back. This is great. Me too, man. Me too. Me too. Uh, that should do it for this week, then. Our next episode will be during the 2020 MLB season. We've we've waited a long time for this, but it is here, and I am excited. Baseball is back. Let's do this. Anyway, I got to go bathroom. Garrett hates E-Rod. Remember that. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>